0: you're back with huntsville history Huntsville, villain
1: huntsville history it's think- really awkward to say all of that i understand but yeah huntsville anyways <laughs> sorry but
0: no i'm just thinking if we keep at it's got a lot of huntsville already but it's getting it into the hhh realm and it's getting it's getting intense
1: triple h by the way if you grew up in the 90s so dominates
0: oh i don't know about it what triple h Tell me, tell me W-W-F,
1: WWE Raw. Okay, okay. I wrestling. Yes, wrestling. You mean wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. You said wrestling, but I knew you meant wrestling. I mean, there's a W in there, and I understand that apparently we have listeners in other parts of the country. What? Shout out to... All four people I know in New York listening to this right now.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Stretching it. I mean, New York's the hub of the world or something, so it's going it, to it's gonna grow from there.
1: The sure. island at the center of the
0: world, if you want to go <laughs> with, like... And we we seem to have, like, a lot of uh, French and German people that tune into SpiceCast. Or, like, not the SpiceCast, but the Spice Radio kind of thing. Really? So, we don't know. Sometimes Russians, hey. it's just, like... It's just coming from all over, and we're not Spasiba. sure if they're robots that are just, like, trying to plot our demise, <coughs> but some of them are listening for a good long time,
1: so maybe they're, uh... Russian robots. Spice cast demise. <laughs> Either way, guys. Spasiba. Spasiba. Bitha. Mercy. Just thank you for listening. Duh. <laughs> I've got my one Russian word down. I'm
0: good to go. I can at least get along with people in Russia, I guess. Da. Just they're like, hey, do you want to get robbed? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But we're back with Huntsville in history. We have to do a disclaimer. This episode, hey. big boy, <laughs> ve. <laughs> yes, the the media companies, somebody is telling us to do this.
1: <laughs> Literally, no one. We just we're, said we're maybe telling do ourselves. A this-
0: yeah, yeah. But uh, but young children, or babies, or people with weak ears, like, or people that faint a lot at the mention. of, of uh, scandalous
1: endeavors? If your constitution cannot handle hot sauce, maybe you should turn this off now.
0: Yeah, or if your DR is too high. Nerds. Okay, I was, I was trying to plug like a nerd thing.
1: Ne- DR?
0: It's Dungeons and Dragons, man. This this got cubes and roll fl Anyways. We're g-
1: if your DR is too high...
0: <laughs> Do not roll this podcast. Just saying. (laughs) Anyways.
1: Because we will give you that natural 20, sir. Yeah. That's probably a good thing. I
0: think this is going to become the Valentine's Day special
1: is what we're looking at. This is the Valentine episode. I actually had a Valentine update on the blog. It had nothing to do with Valentine's Day. (laughs) It was just because the guy's name you're was You're a Valentine. good you're a
0: good blogger though cuz if you know if you're just making an update and it's like it's Christmas time and you got like pictures of the beach, and like, at least <laughs> I made a post. Come <laughs> exactly. on guys, yeah. come on, with me. Yeah. But it was sort of Wait, keep go ahead and explain all of it cuz I think uh, it was sort
1: of related. Okay, so the dude's name was Valentine mm-hmm. G Pruitt and he beat up cops. And multiple like multiple times or multiple cops or Um I know he, like, beat up one cop a few times. A constable, <laughs> right? It's the 19th century. Times. It's not cop yet. It's constable. Mm. And he just attacked a lot of other men. And so, yeah. You've got, like, a great list of assailants now. <laughs> I feel like you have a
0: flip book. And, like, if you could go back in time and you needed to do some dirty work, oh, you yeah. would have
1: the best black book around. You'd be like... Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. But also... um white southern men of the 19th century were some of the most violent americans Mm. Uh, actually fun fact they've got the confessions of edward isham on amazon on sale right now all right and that was a guy in north carolina that murdered a man and then gave his entire life story to an attorney and historians were like this is so crazy there's no way this happened Uh and then they went and multiple historians dug and they were like oh my god this guy was crazy like everything he said was true and so it's uh it's on Amazon for the low oh, low.
0: We I feel like we should build a roster of like world's most violent or Alabama's sorry Alabama's yeah. most violent. You know like because um, I know you have a bunch of them so you could find the most violent guy. Oh yeah. Then you could do like a fantasy football thing for a national. You know each. Like historical. playing cards. Yeah yeah something like that. I um, mean yeah. Just throwing ideas out there. I mean but- <laughs>
1: we've. They- we've got a lot of dudes that killed their son and then set him on fire uh, in state history uh. so that'd be real that's not a thing to be excited about anyways Mm-mm. disclaimers
0: mm. disclaimer well we already did our first disclaimer but here's here's the the new disclaimer guys today we are talking about some interesting subjects but i'm just going to start from the daintiest words and get it gets subsequently a little dirtier. So as you hear these words, maybe you can just turn down the volume while your kids are right there, you know, or just slowly turn off the podcast and put it on your your headphones or whatever. So um, have headphones still. People do that. I maybe they're called like uh, earbuds now, but I don't know. anyways, get around. Let's <laughs> so do we'll it. start. We'll start. Um there's Tart. <laughs> Trollop. <laughs> There's there's a, a good many more of the Victorian ones. Can you think of the, the Victorian? Soiled ones? dove. A soiled dove. Lady of the night. Fallen angel. Mm, fallen mm. angel. That one's rapturous. It's just like. Oh, intense. I like what you did there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rapturous. <laughs> hey hey hey. But, we're starting to get to the the middle of the spectrum. Um, you got your standard, you know, prostitute, whore. Uh, spinster is what they call them. Although uh, that one's kind of a, that one's a little,
1: that one's a little weird. I'll get Mm -hmm. into the item. Uh, friends of Lilith. Yep. Friends of Lilith. That's a good one. A call girl. Yeah. Escort. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, and then you get to the, uh, the other side of the spectrum where you're just saying, ho chicken head, a chicken head. There you go. And my personal favorite, all time favorite lot lizard. It's a really descriptive term. A lot lizard. lot lizard. (laughs) You see those lizards over there, and you know what? Man, that's just, that one's got, oh wait, here's some more I found uh, on this list here. Strumpet? Strumpet, that's a good one. A harlot? Harlot, yep. A camp follower is like, I guess.
1: Well, you know, uh, armies would move around, Mm -hmm. right? And so you would just have- An
0: entourage of like-
1: It wouldn't just be prostitutes. It would be like uh, men's wives and children, um, dudes that owed them money. mm Mm-hmm. Just anyone that, like, needed to be around <laughs> that guy for any reason. Or if they owed them funny. money, exactly. then, yeah, they'd still follow him around. Just camping in a field, like, I know you got $5, mm-hmm. but, yeah, camp follower. Yep, courtesan. Um, wench,
0: I guess. That seems more like a serving person to me. As, like,
1: Well, uh, <laughs> well, you know, like, the English colloquial term, like, slut, originally just meant, like, a maid or mm-hmm. a housewoman of some kind. And there's actually a term that still survives to the day. If you do like a lot of old-timey baking, and it's like a slut penny, and it's when a slut penny, <clears throat> a slut penny, and it's just when dough has kneaded up and it's mm-hmm. difficult for it to like, and it's difficult to well, it compress like, it or get it back. It's kind of right. like too chunky, so they're like, "Hey, <laughs> it's a slut penny." And you all graphic with it. Just saying, it's too chunky. <laughs> That's I did not know that's where that came from. How far back did you say that one would go? Um like like fifteen hundreds, and then it started wow. like to change. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's one of the really interesting things about um occupational names, right? Mm-hmm. Because we get this whole idea for it, but husband originally was just a Norse word that meant farmer. Mm-hmm. Um villain, right? Villain. Once villain, yeah. Hey, villain. The word villain is actually a very specific kind of English surf. And so huh. yeah. And <laughs> just so, that one. The yeah. middle the middle surf. Exactly. Actually it was a middle surf. <laughs> See, it wasn't I like, just yeah. I naturally know these things. <laughs> exactly. And so over time, because like, you know, people with enough time to sit down and write stories back in uh-huh. day would be rich. And so oh, yeah. all of their all of their villains would be Become the villains. All of their villains were serfs. They were and, like, this guy robbed me. He's a terrible human.
0: And I've got to say, mm-hmm. we, we kind of came out of the farmer class around here. I mean, before all these rockets and Germans and stuff, mm-hmm. it was pretty rural, like bread basket, cotton. We grow cotton.
1: That was it. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, the women that we're going to be talking about today, the spinsters of Madison County, mm-hmm. uh, were active primarily from like 1820 to 1821. And so I went and looked at... I double-checked before I came. And I'm glad you brought up the farmer angle. (laughs) I double-checked. It's all planned. uh. (laughs) Absolutely, right? We We talk
0: a lot about farmers. That's what the disclaimer was about. (laughs) Warning, we're talking about agriculture
1: today. (laughs) Watercress capital of the world.
0: Yes, I have heard that before. And then (laughs) I was just like, actually... Uh, canoeing down the Flint, and I saw this giant watercress field, mm-hmm. and it like almost looks like a rice paddy or something because there's so much water in it. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think, I think that may be how I found out. I just saw that I was like, "What is that?" and googled it, and then it was like, "Oh yeah, socks and Scottsboro." I think they were the capital of the sock world for a little while. Uh, Fort Payne or Fort Payne? Yeah, yeah. And then and then I guess watercress is yeah. that for Madison County or Huntsville? Like wow.
1: There were, water, like, Huntsville only produced watercress. I feel like
0: we should have, like, five artisan watercress joints on downtown to, like, be up with the normal culture now.
1: Well, I mean, no one in America <laughs> eats watercress anymore. <laughs> we like, just ship it out. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, no, the farmer thing. I'm glad you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 1820 census, you can divide it by, like, hey, who was involved in agriculture? Who was involved in commerce? So, like, merchants and stuff. Yeah. And, like who was involved in manufacturing. And so I broke it up by occupation, and 1820, in Madison County, even though we had the largest population in Alabama at the time, Mm -hmm. it lists zero people in commerce (laughs) and zero people in manufacturing and, like, several thousand households involved in intensive cotton agriculture. Yeah, yeah. So... Man,
0: hey. it grows good here. So it, it's yeah. So no, do you have background on some of these ladies? Like, did they come from farming households, or were they immigrants, or do you know much about their their uh, origins? I guess.
1: Uh, they kind of come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and they're just like this ble- brief flash of, like, anarchy and chaos <laughs> in Madison Glorious
0: County. anarchy.
1: It's amazing.
0: I'm sure Madison has been hurting for it for a while, so...
1: I mean, we... It has. It has, <laughs> honestly. They had the first census in 1809, oh nine. Uh-huh. and then not until 1820 do we have anyone getting convicted of prostitution. Like, it was just this really mm-hmm. long time... This 11 year period where there's like suddenly more people flooding in, and so
0: did you see it from then on? Like, I'm just
1: oh, yeah, yeah, from then on, you would start to see like more prostitution cases, you would Mm -hmm. see things like that. But it's really interesting, like, how often these ladies got arrested, yeah. Which to me, based off of like the fact that women of marriageable age. We're recording, right? Yeah. Okay. To me, based off of the fact that, like, women of marriageable age in Madison County at this time period, so, like, 16 to 25, and then maybe your late 20s, mm-hmm. maybe, because it's 1820, and I'm not trying to be like, hey, but it's 1820. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, They only made up 4% of the population
0: hmm.
1: of Madison County wow. in total. Jeez. That's not many. That's not many, whereas, like... White men of marriageable age were like eleven percent
2: mm-hmm.
1: so it's kind of really interesting because these were either the only prostitutes in the county or the most successful prostitutes in the county, right, and I'm willing to bet they're the most successful,
0: well yeah, with percentage like that, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty stark, and I guess I guess it's just because the uh frontier life and people moving into this basically mm-hmm. mostly only inhabited by the natives and.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of men. There's so a So many bunch. ladies. And it's interesting, because a lot of the men would bring their families or mm-hmm. just their younger siblings. Right. So, like, I broke it up uh, by, like, hey, all of the white women in Madison County by age groups in the census data that yeah. I looked at before mm-hmm. I came here today. And white, and I don't, white ladies under the age of 10 mm-hmm. made up 9% of the population. So right. these were, like, a lot of... People bringing their like either younger sisters yeah, or daughters, mm-hmm. yeah. And so Madison County was actually insanely young in mm-hmm. 1820, which is weird. Like but they was...
0: they delineate between married women and unmarried women too, right? Oh, uh, or did that, they
1: not? Yeah, in the census I was looking at, it's available at the University of Virginia. Mm-hmm. They have like a, they just have census data for every county, yeah, in the country stretching back to 1790. Mm-hmm. And um, that one does not delineate unfortunately right because that would have been super handy oh my god that would have been so much fun <laughs> more number crunching dude i love <laughs> i love qua- we found it yeah <laughs>
0: we found john's fetish right here <laughs> when, it, when they get really specific old records I, for on valentine's day today maybe send Sunday. him send him some specific really old records in the mail i love with some perfect history, history.
1: <laughs> you have no idea
0: Well, that's, I mean, those old lists of just numbers tell you so much about, I mean, I think the Spanish, when they came in uh, to South America with the, uh, I guess it was more middle middle America, but they uh, made a lot of codexes with some of the Aztecs and stuff, and most of them are just like, oh, this is how much these people pay us in tribute, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like 32 bales of feathers and... But it tells you so much about, like,
1: what what do they need this stuff for, you know? And Absolutely, man. Like, the Florentine code- Codexes, some of the other ones. Oh,
0: they're really, I don't know if, if I, I assume most people listen to this are, like, history nerds. But if you should read those things, because they're really, really interesting.
1: And most of them are, like, in Spanish, I think? Most of them are in Spanish, but mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of stuff translated online. Oh, if yeah. You, if you're looking for a good book on that exact subject, it's called Colonial Lives. Mm-hmm and it's got everything from like uh dudes murdering each other people getting charged with like homosexuality and witchcraft Mm -hmm. to just like hey this guy owes us 32 bales of feathers right (laughs) so yeah colonial lives
0: the drama has definitely been alive (laughs) to tie in with what ben was talking about there Mm. there yeah and and you're uh your take on the history has kind of opened my eyes. It's like, man, eh, Huntsville really has been just off the rocker for a long time. <laughs> we, we were never were straight- on the rocker. <laughs> we, were <laughs> never- we were
1: never on the rocker.
0: Never kept our laces too straight. No. So uh, tell me some more about this group of
1: ladies. So these are my favorite women from local <laughs> history. Uh-huh. I've written no less than three updates about them. Nice. Yeah. And it's really interesting because they usually show up as like a gang. Right? Uh-huh. And so <clears throat> it's uh from like January first, eighteen twenty. So that's the first time they show up. They all got arrested for throwing like the best New Year's party that's ever <laughs> Did happened. they get arrested that day, like yes. New Year's Day? Yes.
0: So New Year's Eve was just bumping and then like Yeah, no, it was it in. was
1: done. It was mm-hmm. over, man. But a lot of people got arrested on holidays in Huntsville. Right. Like, uh, July 4th was always a big one because people would show up and they Make would, Make like, bonfires, get drunk. They would be shooting off fireworks. They'd have caskets of whiskey. and then Same they...
0: stuff they do nowadays. I mean, it's like... <laughs> Exactly.
1: But the early ones, right, before, mm-hmm. prior to 1832, right, uh, they would be like, hey... Local enslaved people. Do you want to drink a bunch of whiskey right, and shoot yeah. stuff with us? Uh-huh. So, you know, and this was like this wasn't all of them, obviously, but some yeah. of the folks. And so there were a bunch of cases from like the Fourth of July of like eighteen eighteen specifically, where these dudes got a bunch of like enslaved folks drunk, and all these people were getting out of church, and they were just like, "What the hell? <laughs> we can't even." The have Baptists this. were getting out, and they're like, "Ah." It was a, uh, I think it was actually United Methodist, the one right. downtown.
0: Yeah, I remember they did. They did kind of flip at yeah. some point in there because Methodists used to be a pretty strict um, religion, and now they're pretty progressive as, and they have like female clergy. And oh, my interesting, gosh.
1: progressive for Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> normal everywhere else.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. But hey, hey, we're in Alabama for a reason. Absolutely. It's so special. But <laughs> all right, so. so New Year's Day. The light has shown on the the waste that is <laughs> that is wherever. Did they have a brothel or did they have a yes. place of residency that they used? It was called exclusively. It was called a certain body house. A certain body house. Did they have a sign like yeah. that or is that just how it's mentioned? Like,
1: That's they always mention it like that <laughs> a
0: certain body
1: house and body is capitalized uh, and it's b-a-w-d-y okay body like, yeah not like mm-hmm. body house yeah because <laughs> so, that sounds like a german bar mm-hmm. but the body house the body right so all right so rhoda barnett mm-hmm. mary baker elizabeth burton and martin barbara wilson and lucinda wilson mm-hmm. right were they sisters, or do you know? Barbara and Lucinda Wilson, mm-hmm. I'm almost certain, were sisters. And there is, like, another Wilson lady that pops up as a prostitute later. Mm-hmm. So, that'll be fun. But they had the best New Year's Day party ever at what was a certain, certain body house. house. And uh, it was really interesting because... Joseph Eastland, who is the prosecutor for Madison County at the Mm -hmm. time. Like, all of the cases come through Joseph Eastland. And he's, like, the sheriff went in there with, like, force of arms and, like, broke it up. Mm -hmm. And apparently they were serving, like, what was it? Evil, despaired persons as well as men as women. Oh, man. So, already, already, Mm -hmm. January 1st, 1820 there were, like, women customers at this brothel. Right, right. Right? And they they referred to all of the ladies as spinsters in the mm. stuff, right? They always called them a spinster because it was, like, an unmarried woman and Industrial Revolution, yada, yada. Right, right. It, all of a sudden, all of these, like, traditional female jobs are getting, like, outsourced to Massachusetts and Britain. Mm. And you can, like, buy stuff cheaper. <clears throat> so they had to go look for... Even more traditional jobs, yeah. women's employment, mm-hmm. the oldest profession. Yep, there you go. And so, yeah, this whole thing happens. It's a big deal, and it's actually kind of interesting, right? Because Rhoda Barnett uh, shows up later, running another brothel. Ah, yeah. So
0: she may be the madame of that's of what Madison I'm County.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like Rhoda, first you
0: said Rhoda, right? R
1: O D A H. That's a
0: great name, I've got to say. Rhoda Barnett, right? Rhoda Barnett. See, that sounds like a brand of whiskey or perfume or something. Like to me, spot-on name. Great job. Almost, <laughs> I just almost spit out the coffee <laughs> when you said a brand of
1: whiskey, right? That Rhoda Barnett, you know, hundred-proof, exactly. And so, all right, we've got all that spinsters, mm-hmm. and I do kind of want to like talk about being a spinster and being an unmarried woman yeah, for sure. a little bit just to like give people background uh just talk a little bit about it right yeah so prior to 1839 right uh women in the united states when they married all of their property became their husbands mm-hmm. and we don't actually uh the first state and this is a surprising one the first state to allow married women to own property was Mississippi. Really? Yeah. Uh, the 1839 Married Women's Property Law. Mm-hmm. It, the law has five, five, I just keep saying five weird. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I was like five. <laughs> like, just for the radio audience. Exactly. Um, five provisions and mm-hmm. four of them are directly related to slavery. Hmm. And so it actually stems from this uh 1837 or so case called Fisher v. Allen. And I think it's in like Monroe County, Mississippi. And what ends up happening is this guy named James Allen owes this lawyer named John Fisher a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. And the sheriff comes and he's like, All right, John Fisher is taking your slave, Tony, to pay off the money. And in the case, uh, it's revealed that. It's revealed that the slave, the enslaved man Tony, belonged to James Allen's wife, uh, and this is the kicker: James Allen's wife was a woman named Betsy Love, and she was a member of the Chickasaw Nation. Uh, and I don't know if you remembered from last time, the Chickasaw Nation and oh, Susanna yeah. Ditto. She kind of mm-hmm. like had this maybe different at way of like interacting with, yeah, sure. uh, married life. And so what ends up happening is Betsy Love is like no, I'm a Chickasaw woman, you're not taking my property. Right. And it gets dragged into man, court. Man, that
0: that's an amazing case. It's like all the, the racial history of America in one, <laughs> one like tiny bite. Exactly, it's man. It's crazy. Like A white man uh, marries a Chickasaw woman, and mm-hmm. she becomes a uh, land-owning or property-owning, at least, person. Mm-hmm. And then there's a conflict over an African slave. Yeah. Oh man, that blows my mind. (laughs) That's amazing. Fisher v. Allen, Uh
1: 1837. Uh, We lost the original case and we only have references to it in like Mississippi Supreme Court decisions. But I really. So it got brought to a a different court. Oh, it went all the way to the Supreme Court of Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And they said, they literally said like, they were like, Hey, uh, seeing as he married her in the Chickasaw nation, under Chickasaw law. Yeah. She has her own rights. She has her own rights on this one. There's precedent. And so
0: what
1: what ends up, that is really interesting. I I know. It's amazing. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is 1839, Mississippi becomes the first state Mm -hmm. to allow married women to own their own property. And there's like, Hmm. I've seen some stuff that there was like stuff coming out of Arkansas in 1835 when it was still a territory, like rough and tumble frontier women were like, what's mine is mine and what's his is his and yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. You know, and then like brandishing a knife in court, but right. Cause it's Arkansas. But, um, by 1850, every state in the country had passed a married woman's property law.
2: Hmm.
1: And so it was kind of just, it was just kind of interesting that like all these white women right. in the United States were being extended Right, being extended Property rights. Property rights from a Chickasaw woman. Yeah, from over like, an African slave. Chickasaw precedent over mm-hmm. like an yeah. institution that they adopted from white Americans, right, which was yeah. uh race based slavery. And so mm-hmm. just a fun fact there, Fisher v. Allen, Mississippi, eighteen thirty nine. So prior to that, like any woman that had the intestinal fortitude had the gumption to, right to, to claim stick, stuff. Yeah, to stick it out on her own. Mm-hmm. Uh, for them, Liberty was the best husband, right? Liberty is the best husband. Right. So just, uh, retaining that femme sole status because femme soul, single women were allowed to do things like make contracts and sue people and all sorts of stuff that like men could do. But once they became married,
0: yeah, they lost,
1: they lost a all big of portion that. of that. Yeah. And they became femme covert, which means covered <laughs> woman. Right. As in like, hey, you're covered. It was like an insurance policy. And they would even get a thing called a widow's third, which means Mm -hmm. automatically, even if the husband was heavily in debt when he died, a third of the property would go to her and then Mm -hmm. the debtors could take the other stuff. But uh, Alabama, you know, 1820, we don't have a married women's property law yet, but we were only one of four states that allowed Fem Soul to represent married women in court Right. So that's yeah. a fun fact.
0: Yeah, I think we might have mentioned that last uh, podcast. We,
1: we may have. It's called a next friend Fem soul one of only four states, South Carolina being one of Do the you other see ones. that
0: popping up a lot in the, in
1: your I I do. I do actually. Cuz that's
0: pretty interesting. Um, yeah, because like It's like a sort of like a tiny feminist stand, you know, against the, all absolutely. the traditions
1: of Absolutely. Like and it was just because of an oversight. Mhm. Uh, like an oversight in the laws when they were <laughs> drafting the constitutions and all that. Right. And what ends up happening is, you know, if you want to, like, divorce your husband and you have an unmarried daughter who's over the age of 21, you'd be like, hey, remember how I carried you in my womb? <laughs> Maybe you could represent <laughs> me in court kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> and so, like, the daughter would go and, like, pay for... Uh, that she would like pay for a lawyer, and mm-hmm. and so she would be suing her father on behalf of her mother. Wow, and yeah, and like <laughs> you just you think you think you'd think Jerry Springer's tense, yeah, like, right, yeah. Try Alabama courtroom at the time. So like all of that, right? And we get to like this idea of spinster, these like mm-hmm. unmarried women, and yada yada yada, spinsters. They used to like spin cloth, and eventually it becomes a term for an unmarried woman. And I actually. Once met a girlfriend that way, not spinning cloth, but like arguing <laughs> over what the term "spinster" meant historically. Nice. Yeah, yeah, because I've led a very exciting life. But
0: well, no, when I read that, I, uh, I had the same like thought go through my I was like, oh, I thought that was just like a uh, a woman with you know just an unmarried woman, pretty much, usually older. Yeah. But I never heard it like I found it on the internet as like a a synonym for prostitute or something. But yeah. uh, but I guess at a at a certain point the. The levels of uh, rights and stuff like that were so low that it was was close to the same. You know, they treated them probably almost nearly
1: identical legally for a while. Well, I mean, and I mean, yeah, and it does come to like, you've got an unmarried woman and... Unfortunately, you know, the Industrial Revolution, right, does, and I mean, I'm not saying unfortunately the Industrial Revolution, like, <laughs> thank God for the Industrial Revolution. Every uh, day wish I wish we wake... could just, just knock that out of the way, no, no Industrial Revolution. <laughs> Every day I wake up and I'm like, I love automated labor, <laughs> but uh, what it does is it does kind of like attack, not even just in the United States, not just the American South, but like mm-hmm. worldwide. Uh, it disrupts. Right, um, the fact that Britain and the northeastern U.S. are able to like produce textiles hmm. so much quicker and in mass quantities disrupts um, traditional women's employment in like the southeastern U.S. So all of a sudden, spinsters are like, "Oh, dagum! I can't make money. Spending- I can't compete with this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> factory." <laughs> it disrupts traditional stuff in West Africa. It actually is so disruptive that when, uh, in India, the, like, Swadeshi movement, yeah, Swadeshi movement, which was, like, the precursor to, like, Mahatma Gandhi and all Mm -hmm. that, right? Uh, They were, like, we're only going to make Indian goods with Indian cotton, and we're not going to use, like, this imported American cotton processed in British factories. Right. But they had been using it for, like, 150 years at the point did that happened <laughs> so and they didn't so, know how to go back essentially they didn't know how to work indian cotton they actually yeah. had to bring japanese huh. textile workers to india to teach indians how That's to That's like, interesting. Use I indian-
0: did not know there was a big there was a difference between <laughs> cotton one way Different or the other. Different
1: kinds of cotton. Old mm-hmm. world cotton and then there's that new world cotton, the fabric of our yeah. lives, homie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, and and that all ties into the south. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of um Work to be done in textiles because there was so much cotton production. I mean, it oh, yeah. didn't hurt for denim, I guess. I mean, yeah. Long story short. Long
1: story shirt. Short. Long story shirt. <laughs> long story shirt. Long story you shirt. You could
0: design a shirt
1: that just said "long story" on it. Yeah.
0: But it it might or might not sell. I don't know.
1: <laughs> what I'm what I'm getting at is like, t-shirts are the pathway to empire. There you go. And these women, right, are caught up in all of this because mm-hmm. during this time period. Uh, By 1820, you know, Britain had been, for like 70 years, the world's leading producer of textiles. Mm -hmm. Uh, The northeastern United States was just starting to catch up. And so all of the traditional pathways to employment for unmarried women are being closed in front of them rapidly. Right. And so... And if you're a single woman,
0: that's just... uh... That's your whole life, pretty much. That's the only way you have of making.
1: If you want to eat. Right. Right. And so, and I know I went like a long way around, but I like to take the macro and go down to the micro. Right. 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 Because I could have said, hey, there were hookers. Or I could be like, hey, this is the reason there were hookers. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so we get to this point where, yeah, like on December 31st, 1819 you know uh they're celebrating the new decade they're celebrating uh only two weeks before that alabama had become a state mm-hmm. right there's like all of this going on and they're caught up in this global phenomenon and so they have a certain body house mm-hmm. and they have a certain body party a certain body party right and so, just reading the like list of things that they were accused of at this January first party <laughs> is the how best. crazy
0: was your party? Oh my god! All right, state the year and uh, ask people if this was at their party because
1: <laughs> uh, this, this is, is eighteen twenty, and I don't know if you have done this recently, rest of the planet. All right, so. Body house, catered to certain uh, evil, despaired persons. Mm -hmm. And that's always my favorite statement is evil, (laughs) despaired persons.
0: They're despaired, which is sad, but they're also evil, so it's okay that they're despaired.
1: And they convinced men and women to commit whoredom and fornication. Mm. Convinced them. (laughs) Yep. Forced them into whoredom and fornication, right? And it's not just male clients, (laughs) It was
0: New Year's Eve, but they were really strong arm in the fornication.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Holy, like it sounds like uh, it was like just shy of like a massive orgy, right? Not even like one of those fancy ones, like an eyes wide shut. (laughs) But like, but like a whiskey orgy. We're like, there's just mouths on right, right body parts. It's like you
0: don't want to clean up. You're gonna move the next day. Like yeah. you're just,
1: uh, I'm, I'm renting I'd a new house because going to Tennessee, yeah, <laughs> new state, starting <laughs> over with my life. Right. It was an intense party. Yeah. yeah. So, whoredom and fornication. There was the subversion of youth. Mm. So apparently, some kids some snuck there's... in. <laughs> right. I wonder what they would consider youth,
0: because uh, I mean, people were working at a pretty young age. I wonder how young they were talking.
1: Well, legally speaking, you were an infant until twenty-one. Well, that's pretty. <laughs> this it's very broad, yeah, but I, I have I have found like divorces where they were like my infant son aged nineteen, and I'm just <laughs> like, it took me a second, right? Um, I was just like, what? It used and, to
0: take longer to grow back then. It was just something.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we are actually, we women are menstruating earlier these days oh, yeah, than yeah. they were back in the day. You know, it's a whole mm-hmm. whole thing. You Phenomenon. Know. Well, I mean, it's just about n- nutritional input. It's not, you know, like the the human body isn't like oh man, I hit 16 orbits around the sun, I should probably... No, it's like... It's just like all the soybeans. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh man, I had enough nutrition, I should probably sexually mature now. Um, Subversion of youth, there were swearing contests. (laughs) That sounds pretty fun. That's actually a lot of fun. Uh, and, that, and
0: that's like a, you can get 15 days for a swearing contest.
1: <laughs> Apparently that's an official charge, too. No, I mean, they were, that's the only time I've ever seen that. But they were like, people were just <laughs> standing around having an old timey <laughs> swear party. While the orgy was going on. <laughs> yeah, so there's like, I just want you to picture it, right? <laughs> And it's not going to be like a big place, right? This is still 1820. This <laughs> it's about is, as big as our studio, probably. It's still mostly log <laughs> cabins in Huntsville. Maybe they got a store. Oh man! Maybe they have like a three-story building somewhere. But whoa, whoa, whoa! Somewhere, that's somewhere. a mansion. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's Leroy Pope. There's Leroy there's Pope's. Pope's mansion. That's Pope's mansion. Pope's mansion. Added mansion. In another story. Andrew Jackson hanging out on the front lawn, but. Which he did all the time, apparently. They would just go around and shoot at stuff together. Guns. Oh, my God. There's so many good stories about Andy Jackson, <laughs> like, from Huntsville. We
0: should do a whole uh, episode on Andy. We Andy re- J.
1: We probably can. I'll go back to where... I've heard stories, you know. Yeah, I'll go which back... for a man that's been dead for... <laughs> a
2: few hundred years.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I've... Found a bunch of court cases. I found a few court cases where Andrew Jackson was suing someone in Huntsville prior to becoming president, so, like... Just getting
0: into trouble in here.
1: Exactly. He was like, I'm going to steal $400 from you, and whatever. Wow, Andy J. All right, well, anyways, the party. Andy J. (laughs) Huge thief. Didn't know if you knew that. (laughs) Our Stole our hearts. Our our Creek and Cherokee listeners will totally already know that. Mm. But, anyways whatever so it's like a small i just want you to picture it small cramped space hordem and fornication mm. subversion of youth they're serving liquor without a license and they're swearing contests and that sounds to me like the best possible <laughs> new year that could ever have happened <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah, you're on Facebook. You're like the dirt. The floor was dirt, but man, I had a blast. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm just exhausted for a whole week. (laughs) And so, so they're arrested the day after, I suppose. Yeah. So maybe they even completed their their fornification and maybe they (laughs) had claimed a winner for the swearing contest (laughs) and everything. And then maybe the cops were that nice. You never know.
1: I really want to know who won the swearing contests now. (laughs) Like. How
0: do you? I don't know if
1: you win a swearing contest or if like people lose their voice. It's like (laughs) it's like proto cards against humanity. I guess there's they're just making up stuff. Yeah, there's there's a judge and he's like, well, I do think he's a cockroach. Before Hitler, what did they use? I just exactly right. I mean, they're not gonna use like the big black card. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Because. Alabama in 1820. That's not going to happen. They weren't there yet. No, not like We've socially. climbed so
0: many cultural staircases since we then. really have.
1: It's <laughs> impressive. All right. And so this happens, and they are all charged. And it's like, it's great because it's like this giant case. And once again, Rhoda Barnett, Mary Baker, Elizabeth Burton, Ann Martin, Barbara Wilson, and Lucinda Wilson. Mm-hmm. All charged for whoredom, fornification, prostitution, swearing contests, illegal liquor, at a certain body house, subverting the youth. Um, apparently they, like, caused a riot nearby. <laughs> like, That's a great party. Like, <laughs> like, it's the best. And this is my favorite part. They were all acquitted on all yes. charges. <laughs>
0: The judge was, like, got up there just bubbly with his shirt undone. And he's just like, well, I didn't want to come in today because the body house party, but Officer Jenkins just doing his job as usual. Neil Officer Rose, Buzzkill. the
1: sheriff, <laughs> Joseph Eastland. Neil,
0: Neil was just salty because he yeah. didn't, like, get invited or something. That's
1: probably what it was. <laughs> but, no, Neil Rose and Joseph, Joseph Eastland were the biggest buzzkills in, mm-hmm. like, Mm. Madison County history.
0: They're like you're applying for sheriff. Is like how much when you walk into the party does everyone just cry and leave? Then that's what we want. We want you
1: absolutely. You're our new sheriff. And just looking at the list of like the jurors, Mm -hmm. these were all like they weren't the most prominent men. They were like middle prominent, right? And so it's likely that a few of them were at yeah, and that would be no good to have yeah to
0: have your name dragged along with it or them once uh, sent, you know, to jail or to hard labor or whatever, they would totally be ready to badmouth you there, you know?
1: Oh, exactly, right? So, they're all acquitted. And it's great. And I... (laughs) It's a great happy ending to the story. It is. It's beautiful. And I was reading that. Yeah. And I was like, you go girls. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with
0: that, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with some more tales of debauchery from the Huntsville and History Podcast.
2: Yeah, I... Take me down to Alabama Let me see my dear sweet mammy Frying eggs and cooking hammy That's what I like about South So you don't make no mistakey And your nerves are never shaky You ought to taste that layer cakey That's what I like about South This is Tay and Jay And you're listening to Spice Radio It's perfect it's unbelievable. It's a miracle. It's a TV dinner.
0: It's Spice Radio. It could change the world. We, we got to tell them, we're back. We're Just, back. Because there might have been a commercial. There, That's true. We have Spice Radio commercials. So. And the Spice
1: Radio commercials are pretty spicy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Wow, wow. So you never know. So yeah,
0: always drink your milk before you listen to Spice Radio because you might have indigestion or something. You know what else you should drink your milk with? That's right. Delicious and powerful Death, Death Wish, Wish Coffee. Coffee. Official it. sponsor. Officially unofficial. That's the sponsor of uh the Huntsville and History podcast, I think. And and a lot of your late nights, I'd say. It is the thing that makes it possible
1: for me to function. It's the fuel that lights the John fire. The John train. It's the grease on my wheels, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's you know, it's the most powerful coffee in the world, quote unquote, according to them. Yeah, but it tastes really good. Like it tastes good. Gotta say, honest and review.
1: I'm really upset now that I drank it at six o'clock at night because I'm gonna be awake for a while.
0: <laughs> but-, but but what we're talking about some infamous ladies that get away with that. There could be a movie about so much of this stuff. <laughs> I was like, crazy New Year's or shorts or something, you know? Yeah, man. But uh, Rhoda Barnett, my favorite tearing it up on New Year's Day gets acquitted. Uh what happens next, John?
1: Well. <laughs> ben. Well. Well, 5 months later. Do, 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 do. Right. So I find this, I'm like, all right, I have to write an update. I make an entire blog post about this like massive party in 1820, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's it. I'm never going to see any of these women again, and I'm so sad. Right. How wrong Not I so. was. Rhoda does not stop. Rhoda don't stop. Not even not even just Rhoda. All right, so on May 7th, 1820, <laughs> May 7th, 1820, it's a Sunday. Mm. I just want you to picture that. It's a Sunday. First offense right there. They did it on a Sunday. They did it on a Sunday. And this is actually kind of beautiful because Mary Baker and Ann Martin, right, who were at the previous brothel party, They've recruited another spinster mm. from Madison County, and her name is Mary King. All right. Mary King. And so what ends up happening is this is the first example of street walking in Madison County <laughs> history. Which there's another
0: roster we can have, you know, like we should just have employee of the month (laughs) placards. It'll just say first street walker in Madison County, Mary King, May 1820 employee of the month. No, they should put a little monument like (laughs) downtown by the courthouse. Be like, Mary King once walked
1: here. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, what (laughs) is she was subverting the youth right here? (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's true. You can continue now. I'm sorry. All right. No, no, please make more jokes. (laughs) Make more jokes. All right so and this is this is really good so three uh spinsters a strollin mm-hmm. and it sounds like a song now three spinsters strolling, five and golden, golden rings brings, four body houses <laughs> three spinsters strolling, two two upset two. constables <laughs> and a drunk, drunk judge in the, the morning. morning. Oh, we yes! finished
2: it! Oh my god! Well, can we high five? Like, yeah, yeah, no. Just listen to that. Oh! Yes! I don't
1: know if that high five was audible, but we reached across the room. <laughs> Our
2: her arms
0: just stretched out like <laughs> seam and We're in two separate studios. We don't even know how we do
1: this. He is on the other side of the county. Alright. So, they show up, and... It's great because people accuse them of on a Sunday morning it's in the morning, by the way. <laughs> this is Sunday morning. No one wants to be awake. This is like prior to church mm. of passing and repassing along the public streets and common highways. Mm. And Streets and the highways. Yes. There were multiple they there were there were the streets and then there were the what there were the highways. And they're just looking for business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At freaking church time on Sunday morning, just like calling it like men like, hey yo, had some guts. I have to say, it did take some guts because apparently what's end up what ends up happening is they did this for six hours straight, mm-hmm. and they mentioned that in there that they were wandering around screaming at people to come have sex with them for money for six hours straight, like just making a great noise and racket that terrified the good citizens of Madison County. (laughs) And like I feel like good citizens of Madison County is my favorite phrase now because what it really just means is Neil Rose. That's what our listeners are. Well, thank you, good citizens of Madison County. (laughs) But in 1820, it just means Neil Rose and Joseph Eastland, the biggest (laughs) buzz kills ever. (laughs) And so they're doing this, right? Six hours. um, They were loud. They were abrasive. And apparently about ten men were in a ring around them negotiating prices and turns. <laughs> right? And this- I
0: love I love how like, there's both sides of the story. You know, it's like, oh, the the old lady was walking to church and she like, How dare they? But then there was like ten guys that are like, Oh, let's go, let's go, come on. Let's have the uh it sounds like the cattle like auction or something. It
1: that's actually a very good analogy for what was going <laughs> down. It was very cattle auction-y. But, and so, yeah, I just want you to picture it once again, right? So, Anne Martin, Mary Baker, mm-hmm. Mary King. Let me double check. Yes, I got all the names right. All right. I had to, like, look at my fast facts. As you know, I have a terrible memory, and I write everything before I come. That's not true. <laughs> I have a great memory, but anyways.
0: You don't have to tell them, to.
1: None of this is real. <laughs> all right. So, Mary Baker, Anne Martin, and Mary King. And they're just hanging out, and they're negotiating prices, Mm -hmm. and they've been wandering around for six hours, and there's, like, ten dudes. And it's great, because I would just want you to picture that, like, three prostitutes, and there's a line. And they were just going off into the bushes, (sighs) and then coming back and getting i I'm not too
0: surprised they got caught, (laughs) just saying.
1: (laughs) It's true. And so, like, the sheriff and his posse rolls up on him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he's like, what are you doing? We got you five months ago. <laughs> you just got acquitted. You wriggled out of that one. Wriggled out, but you're not wriggling out of this. Mm-hmm. Neil Rose talked like that, apparently. Oh, like yes. Just, like, real, um, real whatever I was doing there. <laughs> and so that happens, right? And they do, this time, they're in some big trouble, mm-hmm. all right, because there's no way to, yeah. like...
0: There's, the judge is not drunk this time. The judge is not. It is not. not New Year's Day. Nope. It's Sunday,
1: guys. It's Sunday in May. There's you like, can't
0: even, like, walk around
1: with ice cream in your pocket on Sunday to this day in Alabama. You can... That's my favorite... That's one of my favorite weird laws about... You know in <laughs> Aniston, it's legal to drive... The incorrect way on a one way street, as long as you have a candle on the hood of your car. <laughs> That's a law that was adopted All in, right. like, 1916 when cars were still, like, scary and new. Mm-hmm. And they were like, whoops, well, put a candle just, on if you it. If you've got a candle on it, it's if, good. That means we can see it from a distance, because we don't have electricity yet, because it's Aniston. <laughs> home of the world's second largest chair. Really? So, Arizona can't let us have anything. I was about to say
0: they probably held on to it for a while.
1: They had the largest chair for a while, mm-hmm. and then a town in Arizona was like, "Let's build it like two feet higher." It's like, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Thanks. We
0: need to get on our game. Or Aniston does really.
1: I mean, I grew I mean, up in Aniston a little bit, mm-hmm. and so I think second largest chair. John O'Brien learned to read here. Those are
0: there you go. Those are your accomplishments. <laughs> Claims to fame.
1: Those are your accomplishments, Aniston, Alabama. <laughs> I'm looking at the computer like it's uh, the entire town of Aniston. and I was just Aniston, frowning. listen up. These are the things you did. <laughs> All right. So they get in trouble. The sheriff rolls up. and it's great because as soon as the sheriff runs up, these ten dudes like scatter, mm-hmm. right? And we do not find any of the guys. handy that. Yeah, I know, right? None of them getting, none of them getting arrested. None of them getting. The guy
0: charged. with like running with his pants around his ankle, like hopping down Clinton Avenue or something. That's
1: probably true, right? That's probably a the thing. They're like, it, no, we'll
0: just get the, we'll just get these trollops right here.
1: These three spinsters. These
0: spinsters, yeah,
1: yeah. And so they they get arrested, and they're all fined. A dollar. One dollar. And you're like, I wonder how they're gonna make this money, Madison <laughs> County. Like, how do you think they're paying you? Right? And it's actually kind of interesting because there's like this entire series of just spinsters getting into trouble. Mm-hmm. Right? So Mary King actually shows up again later uh, being assaulted by a man named Jennings CA.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, s e a y jennings say c a mm. i've never seen that last name before, and so i just i don't know how to say it s e a y and he gives her something called a riot wound or a lust wound. It was difficult to make it out a riot wound
0: or a lust wound both of those sound pretty brutal
1: it sounds awful, and he gets fined five hundred dollars for it Whoa. so it
0: was real that's pretty brutal whatever whatever that is, whatever yeah. that is.
1: Yeah. That's serious. And then uh, Mary Wilson, who might either be an assumed name of Barbara or Lucinda Wilson from the Mm -hmm. original one, or just someone who's related to them or whatever. So Mary Wilson, who is another spinster, ends up getting attacked with, I think it was like a cow shin. Like, the shin of a cow. A shin of a cow. <laughs> we get so creative with our,
0: like, melee weapons in Alabama. We've got
1: corn. We've got, like, cowhide. <laughs> uh, that- that's going
0: to be the theme of the show is what's the new, like, Yeah. what is the new blunt object that Alabamians tried to murder one another with this week? It's like, even, I mean, the natives, I'm sure they had tools and stuff, you know? <laughs> No, we're just like, oh, it's corn, you know. It's a, it's a rock, you know. Yeah, it's a limb
1: this time. I actually found a uh, case that I was considering doing an update on, mm-hmm. where this like uh, white dude owed a owed an enslaved guy money, and he like just hid, and he had a stick, and he just ran out and poked an eye out with a stick, oh, and then ran away. Yeah. So there's no. No one was like... Well, I mean, there were a lot of stabbings, actually. There were a lot of stabbings, a lot of shootings, but there were way more random melees. Hmm. But she gets assaulted by another spinster and a guy, Mary Wilson. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, Mary Wilson, and who might be related to the yeah. Wilson sisters or might be one of them under a different name. People had assumed names all the time. It happens. Um, with a cow shin. And just... So there was like... In the early 1820s, from like 1820 to 1801, it was like spinsters gone wild. <laughs> right. I'd love to see that cover. You know, in the
0: old Huntsville uh, magazine? Yeah. If they just had that, you know, she's showing off a little ankle.
1: They showed off more than an ankle. Like, <laughs> like this whole Victorian idea, like, these ladies yeah. were probably just whipping it out in downtown, and were like... On Sunday. You got the cash, I got the ash... Man, so you hear more from these ladies or what? Okay. So uh Mary Baker, Ann Martin, Mary King, hey, they disappear from the public record again. Were after-
0: they were they um indicted and in, or Yeah. So they did they have to serve did they say their sentences in there? I'm just curious. It was a like-
1: dollar. It was a
0: dollar fine. Oh yeah. That for was the their first entire yeah. sentence. Mm-hmm.
1: Like that was it, right? And so Well I was talking about the people that like assaulted her with the
0: Shin bone, but I mean, I guess oh, oh, a,
1: those folks, I would need to go find it again. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, uh, I can just come one day and have an addendum as to part of a thing. Like, <laughs> hey, you remember that one time? I that just lady wonder, got I, just,
0: I just want to know, like, depending on the weapon, how much time you <laughs> have to serve or how many dollars you know, it's like if it's the shin bone, you know, it's yeah. only 50 cents, but you do the stick pokey eye, oh, that's no, like three bucks or something. So, uh,
1: I think that guy got fined like $50 or something. See, which. Really makes the like riot or lust wound. You're like, what the hell was that? That's awful, Mm -hmm. right? So, we have Rhoda Barnett, right? So, you remember her? Oh, yeah. She's like, Rhoda's Rhoda's my my hero. Yeah, Rhoda Barnett whiskey. Yeah, Rhoda Barnett's got her own brand and everything. Got her own brand of whiskey. Like, all right, you know, all those like movies from the 80s where it's like, hey, let's throw the biggest party or even Mm -hmm. like. Project X or whatever, right? We could just make one called Rhoda, and it would be amazing.
0: I feel like we should go to that whiskey distiller up in Lomel and be like, hey, here's a tale for you. How about you make a Rhoda bar? And then we could, like, mount it on the wall or something. Rhoda Barnett
1: whiskey. So, Rhoda Barnett, April 1st, 1821, Mm -hmm. right? And so, her court case is actually, it shows up in September, But she was arrested in April and just hung out in jail until September. So that's a few months there. April, May, June, July, August. It's like Mm -hmm. six months. Right? And so she does get convicted for this. Right? But she already served six months. So they only fine her a single penny. Like it's a one cent fine. Which they do all the time.
0: Just to say (sighs) like, oh, we fine them. Yeah. Something.
1: Like if you're already in jail... Right. And they convict you of something else, or if you've served a bunch of time, they'll give you, like, a, a tiny fine. Right. Like, uh, there's this guy named Zachariah Allen who got convicted of stealing a bunch of money and then brutally murdered another man by stomping his ribcage in, and they gave him a dollar fine. Because mm. he was already in jail. Right. Right. And so, Rhoda Barnett. April 1st, 1821. She is... uh understandably arrested for opening up another brothel. It's uh, a <laughs> typical rota. Typical rota. It's not it's not a certain body house. It's just a different certain body house this time, <laughs> right? So
2: <clears throat>
1: and you know it's the same stuff as last time. So anyways, they've got the whole rigmarole again. They've got subversion of youth, mm-hmm. selling liquor, serving women, etc. Now, something really interesting pops up in this one, though, because they say that people were gathering at unlawful times, unlawful, unlawful times, unlawful times. And here's the thing that I like really want to stress. Prostitution was already illegal. So they, they weren't like, well, you can do it on Thursday, right. right? There wasn't a lawful time for it. So unlawful times uh, suggests a curfew. Yeah. And the only people, the only people in Madison County in 1820 and 1821 that had a curfew. You want to finish this one? Was it the women? No. Was it their slaves? It was enslaved folks. Mm. Winter, winter chicken dinner. All right. So <clears throat> prior to 1832, right? And do you know what happened in 1831, my man? In Southampton County, Virginia? Help me out. Help me out. Give there me was a clue. rebellion. There was a rebellion? Yeah. A secession, maybe? Nope, not a secession. Uh Nat Turner? The Nat Turner Rebellion? Eighteen thirty one. No idea. Virginia.
0: Oh, in Virginia.
1: Yeah. What? All right, cool. <laughs> so prior to the Nat Turner Rebellion in eighteen thirty one, mm-hmm. right? Where Nat Turner and his band of freed slaves went around. And they killed like 60 white folks uh, and everyone in the United States flipped a table. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Went crazy.
1: Yeah. So prior to that in Madison County, enslaved people were able to do things like, uh, rent rooms, right. They were mm-hmm. able to rent property. They yeah. were able to sell vegetables. They were able to hire out their own time. So what we do see is it's very limited, right? They're still working cotton plantations. They're still part of like a household, um, you know, and they still are obviously being exploited to like yeah. the most horrific extent. But prior to the 1832 crackdown, uh, they do have some economic autonomy, mm-hmm. which is evidenced by the fact that this guy named Philip Hoffman kept getting arrested for like selling them liquor and the fact that they would do things like attend 4th uh, of July celebrations, which I yeah. re- referenced earlier. All right, that. yeah. So if Rhoda Barnett, is opened up another brothel Mm -hmm. and we have people who are subject to a curfew attending the brothel. It's most likely this enslaved folks. And that's going to cause a huge hullabaloo because you just put, you know, like, and, uh, what was it? Let me see. All right. Enslaved men in Madison County, made up 13.65% of the population. So these are, this is actually the largest group of people in Madison County at the time is enslaved men. hmm Right? <clears throat> so you just put a bunch of, like, black dudes in the same room in a brothel with white women in 1820 in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And it's a big deal. Right. And that's why she probably spent six months in jail prior to them processing her yeah. case. But, uh, you know, they, it was just kind of like a euphemism. And this is what I suspect, at least, right? So, yep, still under curfew. <clears throat> Context clues point to the fact that Rhoda Barnett was like, I ain't worried about no caste system. I'm a right. Do me, right? <laughs> and so... They got the money. And, hey, they got the money. I got the time, right? <laughs> and so... Classic Rhoda. Classic Rhoda. She had previously been serving women. Now she's serving women and enslaved. She does what she wants. Rhoda Barnett don't care. And so it's like this whole thing, right? And that's pretty much it. She gets fined one cent. I have not seen her pop up again, but I swear that the first time I see the name Rhoda. Oh, yeah, please do. Oh, my God. Yeah. Another update. I'm going to text you and be like, Rhoda Barnett. And that's about it. So, what did we learn today? (laughs) A whole bunch, man. We learned about the first prostitutes in Madison County history. That's right. And how they were, no matter what they were doing, they were subverting social norms. Most definitely. Yeah. And
0: uh, about random leniency from... Um, the judicial system when the party was just that good, I guess. Like, that kind of blows my mind with, like, a stack of charges yeah. like that. Oh, That my they God. just get acquitted on all accounts. Yeah. Being people that, I, I guess, classically back then, they didn't have much of a standing, you know?
1: No, they did not, sir. That's Hunt's villain. <laughs> and Episode two, the Rhoda Barnett story. That's perfect. I was going to be, like, Spinster Boogaloo. But- Spinster
0: Boogaloo? Oh. I like them all, Huntsville
1: in episode
0: two. But yeah, guys, you can check us out at the blog, which is
1: Huntsvillain.wordpress.com
0: mm-hmm. And there's like a whole bunch of stuff on there. How many have you added since we did a last post? It's brought up be a ton. I don't even They're know. very
1: active. Yeah, I just every few days I try and get something in there. That's
0: very cool. There's always more goodies to find. So I don't think we'll run out of history anytime soon. We won't. So you guys stick around for more. Thanks for listening to SpiceCast. Um, I'm Ben Jobe, that's John O'Brien, doing all the heavy lifting, all the, man, you are you're a hero of uh, libraries. <laughs> you're like, I don't even know, I don't even know what title to give you as a superhero. The Hunt's a villain. The <laughs> Thanks again, guys, and uh, have a great night. Hey. First
2: thing you know, your trouble gone at the snuff
0: Hunts Villain is a podcast recorded at Spice Rack Studios in Huntsville, Alabama. You can find the blog Hunts Villain at huntsvillain.wordpress.com or Facebook Slash Hunts Villain. That's H U N T S V I L L A I N. The podcast is hosted and written by Mr. John O'Brien and co hosted by Ben Job. A big thanks to Rick Job and the Wonderin' Cowboys for providing music. We hear that's what I like about the South and Snuff Dippers Ball for the outro. Thank you to our donors and volunteers who are the sole supporters of Spice Radio. If you want to help support Spice Radio, go to spice-radio.com/support. And you can find great local music and content 24/7 at spice-radio.com/radio. Thanks again for listening and stay spicy, Huntsville.
2: Drop at the Snuff Dipper's Ball Snuff Dipper's Ball is on Put your Tony Lama's on First thing you know your trouble's gone At the Snuff Dipper's Ball Get your Gus or City hat The Dipper's Ball is where it's at First thing you know you're a cowboy cat At the Snuff Dipper's Ball